My name is Omer, and you're tuning in to Oats for Breakfast, an eco-socialist podcast based in Toronto. In July, we interviewed Dimitri Lascaris, who is a socialist running for the leadership of the Green Party of Canada. So it's only fair that we also give a platform to Maryam Haddad, the other socialist candidate in the race. If we were to stick to our regular schedule, this episode would have been published on September 1st. It's being published a few days earlier because, as you'll hear Miriam say at the end of the interview, there are some deadlines that are coming up, including a deadline for candidates to meet a donations target. And from what I understand, if anyone wants to become a member of the Green Party so that they can vote in the upcoming leadership election, The deadline to do that is September 3rd. As always, a huge thank you to our Patreon supporters, who are the sole reason we are able to make this podcast. We want to give a specific shout out to our most recent patrons, Brayden, Vinay, and Brennan. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Our appreciation of you is utterly vast. If you're a listener and would like to support the production of independent socialist media, head over to patreon.com forward slash oats for breakfast and sign up as a patron. And with that, let's cut to my interview with Miriam. Miriam Haddad is an activist and immigration lawyer based in Montreal. She is also a candidate in the leadership race for the Green Party of Canada. Welcome to Oats for Breakfast, Miriam. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself to start off? Um, what your story is, how you became politicized, and what led you to run for the green leadership? Okay, so um, I came into the country with my uh, with my parents. Uh, we came from Syria back in '93. And um, I have been an immigration lawyer for the past seven years, uh, specializing in refugee claims uh, and refugee claims from the Middle East. And uh, I took on a lot of LGBTQI plus uh, cases also. Um, I could say uh, last, um, last summer, in July more, more specifically, there's the uh, president of the Quebec wing of the Green Party of Canada who who I work with, uh, he's an interpreter, and we, we work on some cases together. He, he said that you should uh, you should run for the next uh, federal campaign. Uh, you're gonna have fun, and I joined um, because I like having new experiences, and um, I had a lot of fun. Um, like I participated in debates uh, against ministers. I'm always the one that left with the last uh, uh, the last word. I, I enjoyed it, you know. Uh, but um, of course, the, the results were very, uh, very disappointing for a lot of folks. And uh, I went back full time on working. And um, again, uh, a few months later, I was encouraged by uh, fellow comrades of the Greens uh, who saw my potential and my skills and, uh, and saw my identity and uh, the many aspects of my identity as uh, something that a lot of people would uh, relate to. And I felt a sense of responsibility towards uh, towards my generation and the next ones, who will be we will be living uh, the climate crisis if nothing changes. And uh, before joining the the Green Party, my my only participation in politics was uh, uh, voting and participating in in, in demonstrations. 
uh, even though I always felt like I've been I've been fighting my whole life, or or my my career is 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 related to social justice. I'm I'm representing refugees. I'm trying to uh, to give to families dignity uh, for the first time of their life. So I um, I felt like it was something I could do, and I feel a lot of people in our circumstances, a lot of uh, youth. Uh, don't have anybody to represent them. There's nobody like them uh, that is in politics. Uh, our interests are not represented, and uh, we have a deep mistrust of politics and politicians. And I, I hope, uh, I hope, I feel like um, uh, this might change if the leader of the Green Party of Canada looks like them, um, that they will be encouraged in participating in politics. Okay, so you describe yourself as a socialist. Mm -hmm. Why? Uh, because I feel like this is what I relate to. Um, I've always felt like uh, socialism and, and being a socialist is, is for me, every single policy that should be developed should have at its core, social justice comes up, uh, comes up at its core. And I feel like many people are socialists, but they're not aware of it. And it's, it's part of being in a, a movement or to go forward um, as a group uh, with a specific goal. This is what it means to me personally. Now, as a, an economical, from an economical standpoint, it's, there, it's about the importance of people, basically. And, and, and uh, at the same time, you know, like it, for me, uh, we got to fight climate change all together. So that comes up with fighting the inequalities. And this is why, like at the core of every single policy, green policy, and every single time that we, we develop something and a, a policy that has to do with tackling uh, the climate crisis, uh, we have to fight the inequalities at the same time. And um, fighting, fighting the inequalities is, is fighting for strong unions. It's fighting for, for people to live in dignity. It's fighting um, uh, because we need everybody on board to fight uh, climate change. A single woman, let's say, um, a, single, a single mother uh, who lives in rural Canada and works at Tim Hortons uh, will not be able to, uh, let's say, uh, think uh, about fighting climate change because all she's thinking about is the survival um, on a day-to-day -day basis. So if we're able to give her uh, what is needed uh, to be able to for her focus to go elsewhere than specifically on working on and putting a meal in front of her, her children, this is how we're going to be able to be stronger in fighting climate change. Uh, so this is why I identify myself as a socialist. So, okay, so we've sort of started talking a little bit about climate change and why you think socialism is important to addressing that crisis. And, and actually in your campaign messaging, you've said that it's not in the center and I'm quoting you here, mm -hmm. it's not in the center and certainly not on the right that we will fight climate change. Yes. Why do you think that, I mean, and this is, so your messaging here actually diverges from at least the, in recent years what the Green Party has been promoting because the Green Party has taken a very centrist uh, approach. In fact, they've said we're not right, we're not left, we're forward. Well, yeah, together forward uh, that superb uh, um, slogan of the last elections. Um, I can, I can. It's yeah. Well, let me let me start by by explaining why I believe that we we we're not going to be able to fight climate uh, change in the center. Certainly not on the right. It's 
It's because the climate and ecological emergencies uh, are a result of capitalism. Uh, this pandemic that we have right now is a result of capitalism also. And we cannot address um, uh, climate change until we address our socioeconomic system, which is based on constant growth. Corporations are largely responsible for climate change and need to be held accountable for it. And uh, they are also the, the they also have the wealth and resources necessary to re reconfigure the, the economy and to for for it's a question of rethinking the economy for it to care for the planet and care for the people. And um, colonialism um, is an extension of capitalism. As capital must always reach um, new market and capital does not have a uh, conscience, right? Uh, and in Canada, we, we, we see how indigenous peoples uh, are not only the victims of colonialism, but they are also the first to feel the impacts of climate change. And this is why like the two processes of, of colonialism and, and climate change work hand in hand. And um, ir irresponsible resource extraction okay, are, are causing uh, climate change and will continue to do so as long as there are uh, there's um, uh, this profit uh, to be made. This is why we need to address climate change from the left and our significant contribution to climate change. And, and that's why I, I feel like uh, colonialism goes even like all the way to other countries at the same time. Uh, we, we won't. In Canada, we won't be feeling the impacts of, of climate change as much as other countries. Uh, but we are the one of the highest em emitter and exporter of greenhouse gases, which will impact millions and will provoke deaths, uh, chaos, and a wave of, of climate refugees around the world. And we cannot let the things going on like the way they are or we'll be responsible for, for extinction and the, the result of it all. I really feel like the climate crisis is the biggest social issue of our time. Just like I said uh, a bit earlier, we, we have to fight it all together. And, and this comes, uh, this is why we, we also have to fight inequalities that keeps folks from, from participating in this battle. Um, degrowth, degrowth and will not reduce the quality of life of people. We just got to rethink our economy. And yes, like um, it's true that in the past, the Greens uh, came with the, an angle that is more of a centrist kind of, of angle. It's, I, I just believe that we, we weren't clear on what we stand for because we are the most credible on the climate crisis. We have the most progressive. We are the most progressive on most issues. And the grassroots um, of this party, the members who, are, who vote for policies and who vote uh, on motions, um, most of the, our policies are are voted are left-wing policies voted by the members but where it all went wrong in the past is is in our messaging in our communications we have the most progressive policies and 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 we had a centrist slogan just like you mentioned it a bit earlier nobody knew what we stand for and uh, and that slogan not left not right together forward for a green it means that we we are not on the spectrum that's the whole angle that they wanted to to pass as a message but that we don't believe in political spectrum but for everyone else in canada who's not a green or nor a scholar that means that we are in the center so um the green party is the party of progress and um, the way we see it is, is we, we should be proud of, of our left-wing policies. Uh, a guaranteed livable income is a socialist policy. Uh, universal free education is also one. 
a universal universal pharmacare uh, and like it's actually universal healthcare as a policy that was passed by the way by the by the members uh, this is also a, a left-wing and socialist policies. And uh, with me as a, as a leader, we will be proud of our left-wing policies and we will we'll not be shy identifying them as such. And I know, and I've, I've been talking to, I've been talking to members of the, of the party, like throughout this, ever since we launched the campaign, I've been talking to a lot of members and, and so many of them are disappointed about that. Uh, the fact that uh, our uh, policies voted are not what the governance goes ahead with during elections. So you've um, mentioned the word degrowth. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a bit more about what you mean by that? Well, uh, degrowth, you know, I'm, I'm specifically talking about the capitalist uh, economy that we have that is always like, specifically um, at the core of it is, is the, uh, the capital needs to keep on going and we need to grow our economy and grow the, the capital. And the capital doesn't have a conscience, right? So what happens is we, we are destroying the environment, we are destroying and we're, it's, it's based on exploitation. Like all of this system is based on exploitation and it's not, uh, the economy is not working for us, but the other way around and if we keep on going like this, even let's say that we we do um, uh, get away from fossil fuels, we phase out from fossil fuels. Um, if we do it uh, with a uh, capitalist, like with with continuing in this economy, and we keep on growing our economy, um, uh, exploitation won't cease; it won't stop there. You know, so we have to rethink our economy for it to be uh, based on, on, on degrowth. That's what I would say. Uh, but again, like I am not a specialist in economy, um, honestly. <laughs> so, so like, and I'm going to be surrounded by specialists. Uh, so it's, uh, um, I am not an economist. And I'm not a specialist about that, but it's, a, it's possible for us to rethink our economy for it to care for the planet and care for the people. And that's just simply not possible with a capitalist uh, uh, um, uh, economy. So most people who see themselves as left-wing and as socialist tend to lean towards the NDP when it comes to voting in elections, even if they're not fully satisfied with what the NDP is is offering and its outlook. And and most socialists don't consider the Greens to be representative, certainly of their of their political outlook, even if they like the green uh, outlook on the climate. So why do you think socialists should support the Green Party? Uh, because we are the most credible on the climate crisis. Uh, we are the most progressive on most issues. And yeah, like the, the grassroots of the party voted for motions that are left-wing motions. And, um, and as I said, as I mentioned a bit earlier, like all went wrong in our messaging. We, we weren't clear on what we stand for. And as long as we're, we're out there and we, 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 we mention and we bring up the ideas and we, we talk about the, the policies um, uh, and uh, policies of our, of our members, uh, this won't be an issue to, to have socialists and have people progressive people on our on our side another thing is that we the green party is should be the home of the progressive voices of this country 
and uh, and our message um, should be centered on 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 left on leftist principles as uh, climate justice uh, decolonization uh, nationalized uh, internet uh, uh, pharmacare universal pharmacare and healthcare affordable housing universal education uh, uh, wealth tax um, i've been i've been advocating for police abolishment this is not even slightly close from any NDP position at the moment, they won't. They won't even say defund the police in their wording. And um, and another proof that we are the party of progress is we were the first ones in parliament to advocate for same-sex marriage, uh, and the first ones advocating for um, for the legalization of cannabis. Um, we are the first ones also to talk about the guaranteed livable income. Now, uh, Leah Gazan is is going forward right now with uh, her motion uh, forty six. Uh, that is supported by a Green MP, uh, Paul uh, Paul Manley, but um, this motion is is has been brought forward by uh, as an independent motion from the NDP, which shows that the NDP doesn't necessarily represent the interest of uh, of the many, but just a few, just like other political parties. And we saw also the NDP when in position in, of pow- in power on provincial level. They tend, uh, they tend not to take the right, make the right choices. An example is just recently they they have actually um, granted a, a mining uh, mining coal uh, mining coal in 2020. Can you believe it? Um, they are also behind the Wet'suwet'en crisis that happened at the beginning of the year. So, uh, like I know that uh, the some members of the NDP are very uh, loyal. To the NDP, but I don't want to shock them in saying that uh, the the NDP is is not a socialist party at all. Though I mean, just to clarify, the PC NDP are in power uh, with while having a supply and confidence agreement with the the Greens the Greens in BC as well. Yes, I know. I don't I don't necessarily agree, but the NDP, the provincial NDP, is linked directly with the NDP uh, on a in the parliament, so on the federal level. And the, the amount of members, like the members of the provincial NDPs are members of the, uh, of the uh, uh, national uh, party. Uh, but for the Green Party of Canada, the, it's not linked to any Green Party uh, around, the, around the country. Okay. And I also just, in, just, uh, in case our listeners don't know uh, about the motion that you're referencing that Leah Gazan has brought forward. So she's an MP an NDP MP from Winnipeg, she's bringing forward a motion on universal basic income. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, so most people who vote in elections don't think of themselves as socialists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and within the broad spectrum of Canadian politics, the Green Party is a relatively small force. In the last election in 2019, the party got, I think, around 6% of the vote, a bit more than that, and it ended up securing only three seats in Parliament. Mm-hmm. So how do you hope to bring more members to the party and, crucially, more voters? Yes, yes, um, that's it. But this is this is where it all went wrong. It's because we weren't a socialist uh, party. <laughs> and we did not, well... I wouldn't be even, even be able to say that we are a socialist party, but we have uh, left-wing policies voted by the members. This is how I see it. Uh, though our slogan was a centrist slogan, so nobody really knew what we were standing for except the environment. 
And this is where it all went wrong. So if the, our messaging is actually clear, we won't have this problem of only having 6% of, the, of all the votes. And um, as you said it, yeah, well, people may not identify as socialists. Uh, we believe many people in the country are clamoring for, for socialist policies nonetheless, you know. And, um, and a clear, bold message uh, based on nuanced uh, analysis of inequalities in Canada and the world uh, will mobilize many new voters towards the, the, the Green Party, including supporters of, of the NDP and the Liberals. And um, why am I talking about supporters of the NDP and the Liberals? It's because there's a, there's a poll uh, from Forum that was made during summer 2019 so, so that happened even before the pandemic, right? And that, uh, that poll concluded that 58% of Canadians are comfortable with uh, socialism. Uh, and it's the exact same percentage of people that are comfortable with capitalism, by the way. And um, this poll uh, also said uh, that uh, those most likely to respond positively to socialism include people uh, aged uh, 18 to 44, uh, women, the most educated uh, workers earning between 40 and 80,000 a year, and those living in the Atlantic provinces. And uh, the most likely to respond negatively uh, to socialism include people aged 45 and older, men, the least educated, uh, and um, the lowest earners, and people earning um, 80 to 100,000 a year, and Alberta residents. So um, uh, I'm sure that we can get a lot, a bigger, way bigger percentage. And, um, and uh, I am proning, um, I'm really advocating for collaboration between the, um, um, the progressive to, to be able to, to elect as many progressive uh, MPs as possible. Uh, this is something I've been talking about ever since we, I started the campaign. And it's something that if I become the leader and I get the, the okay from the membership, of course, I would suggest a collaboration to, to Jagmeet Singh. And, and even if, if he says no, um, and the governance of the NDP ends up not wanting to collaborate with the Green Party of Canada to not divide the, the left or the progressive votes, I would still, we would still go ahead and say, well, well you know, we're, we're presenting a paper candidate against Leah Gazan, you know? Uh, Leah Gazan is, is uh, we need Leah Gazan in parliament. So for me, this is what it means to do politics differently. We just really don't have any more time to, to, to waste on. We, we ha we've got about five to seven years to turn things around uh, in tackling uh, the climate and ecological uh, emergency. So um, we, we absolutely need to collaborate uh, and uh, we need to collaborate with, with everybody that, that shares our values. Um, I also wanted to just clarify, so this last election in 2019 and the three seats that the Green Party of Canada got were its best performance uh, in its history, right? Mm -hmm. Prior to that, it had only one seat. But you're saying that, you know, it had it had a stronger uh, socialist message that it, that it would have actually performed much better. Oh, progressive. We, we're going to see progressive uh, message. Like if we if we were clear about that about our messaging and we did not have a centrist slogan and we were like shy about our left-wing policies, yeah, this would have been completely different. And there was so much mismanagement during the last elections. Like there's not one person that participated in the, in the uh, uh, that as a volunteer or as a candidate for the Green Party of Canada during the last election that did, was not disappointed with the results. 
even though you mentioned that is it's the actual best results that this party did, I think we missed the boat completely. Everybody thinks that we completely missed the boat, especially that we have, there was how many people in the streets in Canada? Over 1.5 millions of people demonstrating for the environment during the same fall. It does not make any kind of sense. So um, uh, honestly, as long as we um, think differently, okay, and we, we, our messaging is, is uh, something bold, uh, that we're able to make Canadians dream about a, an outcome and dream about a, uh, results and, and that are achievable. Because at the end, uh, it's all a question of choices, what the governments do and how they deal with things. We saw it during this pandemic that... Uh, uh, the government was able to save our economy because of uh, because they opened the the, the, the coffers to uh, to make sure that they save the uh, the economy. So if we're able to to do that, I'm sure that we're going to get a green wave from coast to coast to coast. Earlier, you mentioned that you believed in stronger unions. Yes. Uh, so could you talk a little bit more about the role that labor? has uh, both organized labor as well as the unorganized working class yes. uh, in the project that you're envisioning? Uh, the new unions will be very important actors in, in building the Green New Deal, especially for the federal jobs guarantee. Uh, they know where jobs are needed uh, in this transition of decarbonizing our, our economy and, um, and to address the, the struggles of the working class. Um, uh, so we, we are proposing a guaranteed livable income and a green federal jobs guarantee, um, uh, and these both uh, these two policies would be implemented at the same time and, and would fall um, under a, a green new deal. And uh, concerning the federal jobs guarantee, um, the employees will be uh, unionized and uh, receive great benefits and, and higher salaries. This will also become a framework for the private sector. If the private sector wants to have um, will not be able to lower the salaries if, let's say, a, a guaranteed livable income is implemented by itself because the, the government is giving something universal to the whole population, right? Um, this, this is why, like, um, it's, um, it, it's important for us to have a, a strong uh, safety, a social safety net. So by implementing the two policies um, um, are together, are, it's intended to ensure that we have a strong social safety net and ultimately, um, uh, fewer fewer struggles for the workers. And um, I see the Green Party as an ally to workers and unions. And um, and by proposing a guaranteed livable income and uh, the federal jobs guarantee, uh, we really hope to to further this this commitment of being an ally. Unions are, are essential for the protection of workers and and should be included in the creation um, of uh, the federal jobs guarantee. Unions, strong unions make strong workers and, and strong workers drive a strong economy. So, um, yeah, like we, uh, it's important. They're going to be important in the just transition. Also, uh, the fossil fuel workers, we, we need to make sure that they're not left behind in this transition. And um, they will have access to some education, like free education, if they want to go into another field. And there's going to be federal jobs guarantee uh, waiting for them that are healthier jobs with great benefits and, and, and high paying jobs also. Um, if we offer something like that as a replacement from, from their unsustainable current jobs, there's no point why they wouldn't, there's no reason why they wouldn't be uh, willing to do this transition and be part of this transition. 
the platform that will be presented by the Green Party of Canada and any future uh, platform, um, uh, we should discuss it uh, with, uh, with unions, uh, with workers, uh, with, uh, with many people, uh, uh, marginalized communities, uh, NGOs, grassroots movements, and uh, experts and scientists and economists and, and other parties and, and MPs that align with our values and indigenous and indigenous communities also will be um, a big part of it all. I really believe that if we ha are, are bold, authentic, and uh, we have at the core of a Green New Deal, decolonization and social justice, um, I think that we're going to have everybody on board. And indigenous communities, that's if they want to be part of it, of course. But I really believe that because they are at the forefront of the of the climate and, and ecological emergency, and they they are they have been adapting to climate change for for years now, uh, and they have the also the experience of having already dealt with a, a, an apocalypse that that is colonialism. Uh, I think that they would be on board to 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 participate in dismantling colonialism. Uh, phasing out fossil fuels uh, by 2030 is a question of survival for us. But we just got to talk to people. Uh, we can't be doing our own um, things um, um, on our own, in our own corner, just like it was done uh, in the past. And, um, and our, the, time, the time that we are living in at the moment, it requires uh, talking to people and collaborating and, and building this all together. Okay, so for our listeners who might be interested in learning more about your campaign and potentially contributing and getting involved, what can they do? Um, we are everywhere on social media. Um, if, you, if you type Miriam Haddad, Miriam with an E, by the way, um, you can also email us at uh, info at miriam2020.ca. Uh, we, we got, I got to admit, we, we do have a few more days to fundraise uh, our entry ticket um, to this uh, race and to make sure that we are on the ballot um, uh, by the end of, of September. Uh, it is very important that we we get more donations uh, or else our movement will be over. So I, I would encourage uh, everybody listening and and that has um, that believes in what I'm saying. Uh, um, I encourage everybody to make any any donation they can and any donation is welcome. So could you clarify what that means? So there's a quota or something or how how many donations you need? Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. There is um, uh, for the ticket in is, is thirty thousand dollars, and uh, and uh, this must be paid before the first. Uh, well, the first of September is our deadline for that. For every uh, new members, also uh, a membership is ten dollars. Uh, this uh, ten dollars uh, through the same web page um, of donations would go to my campaign. Um, so. Um, uh, if people want to have to elect a socialist as a leader of the Green Party of Canada and and um, see um, a race to the left or from the other parties instead of all the parties racing to the center right, uh, I strongly encourage everybody to join. Um, uh, we do have a deadline and, uh, and objectives to 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 get to. There are there are some few thousands that we are missing to get to our that thirty thousand uh, dollars. So I, I, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm telling people that if they want to see this movement that goes way beyond just, uh, uh, just the Green Party of Canada, honestly, um, there is no party that, uh, that represents us. 
there is no party that represents the left. And, um, and uh, we, if we want a party that represents the left, uh, it's just now or never, there's not going to be another opportunity. Thank you so much, Mariam, for coming on Oats for Breakfast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Oats for Breakfast. If you want to learn more about Mariam's candidacy, check out her website, mariam2020.ca. If you're a new listener and haven't yet subscribed to Oats for Breakfast, make sure to do so on the podcast app of your choice. If you're on iTunes, please rate and review us. The more ratings and reviews we have, the more people are likely to come across the podcast. And of course, if you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash oats for breakfast and become a monthly patron. You'll find the link to our Patreon page in the episode description as well. Our next episode is scheduled to come out on September 15th. The episode will feature an interview with Joseph Anderson, who's the author of Capitalist Pigs, a book about pig farming and the making of American capitalism. It's a good one. You won't want to miss it. But also, we're likely going to be publishing a bonus episode in September. It'll come out in about a week and a half. So make sure to be on the lookout for that as well. That's all from me. I'll see you again very soon.